This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, to the next episode of Chewing the Cud. And today we're going to look back on the defeat to West Ham. Uh, look forward to the FA Cup game Saturday early against Rodham and touch on a couple of transfer bits. Bits of news. Collie, Collie White shall bring us through with his yellow toy. Afternoon, boys. Afternoon, Joe. How are you? Hey, lads. Hey, Joe. How's things? Hi, What's that called? Is that a yellow pen? Yellow pen with a yellow toy, Joe. <laughs> Transfer uh, window. I <laughs> uh, love it, love it. Uh, all right, listen, let's get this West Ham match out of the way. Uh, Cody, it was just... It reminds me of three or four of the games during that run where we only won L7. Just... It's like Groundhog Day. I don't know how people... Listen to us to be honest, it's just no energy, no passion, no no guile. That's that's the thing, the word I was looking for earlier. No guile in midfield to try and break them down. And it was just it just stank the place out. It was a poor game, Joe. Let's call a spade a spade. And I think on the last part I said we'd have too much for them, too much energy because we had that break and uh, we didn't have the city game. But you know, hindsight's a great thing and, and in a way, I'm actually thankful we didn't have the City game now, Joe. You know, they just looked so lethargic out on the pitch. There was no energy. Um, now David Moyes set up. I think Chris uh, hit off at the last part. David Moyes set up the way he did. And even Chris says, Suchek, you know, you want to be careful of him. And he is like a Fellaini or when we had Fellaini in the team. Um, their bench was better than theirs, Joe. Now, I don't know whether you listen to BT Sports, but at one stage I thought... Uh, Antonio was the reproduction of Pele because uh, Steve McLennan uh, <laughs> literally called him every uh, name underneath the sun in the most positive manner. But uh, that, that's another part in itself. But uh, uh, they had a better bench for uh, than us, Joe, and they were able to bring on better players than us, <clears throat> which kind of just goes on goes to show the weakness in their squad in my mind. But I didn't think we deserved to lose. I didn't think we deserved to win, Joe. I think a draw would have been a fair result. But look, they got lucky. And player was in the right spot at the right time and, and finished it off well. And it was a poor result, but we we have to continue on now. Uh, you know, and the next few day, games are very important. I think it's a recording team, Rich, isn't it? That like other teams' benches are are just making a difference where our our, our bench isn't. Yeah, I suppose it came down. It was it, it was really frustrating. But you talk about the bench, but it was I suppose that before we even get to the bench, the players we had in the field, they didn't kind of the onus was on us to take the game to West Ham. We just we didn't have the imagination or the the creativity to do it. You know, I suppose Bernard was given a chance and you know didn't didn't make any impact on it. We really missed I suppose Iwobi, who had been good at running at it, uh, Hamez. Even Luca Dean, you know, those players for, for this type of game where we need to go at it and we need to kind of do the running in behind. And, you know, we, we, we just didn't do that. And we, that, I suppose that's where we fell down. It looked similar to, to, to Sheffield United in part, you know, that it, I suppose we could have picked them off. We could have got lucky and it turns out it went the other way. But, yeah, we're still lacking that balance of turning, I suppose, our game plan from being able to defend to, to, to turn it into games where we have to attack. And that's kind of the, that's where we are right now, you know. But yeah. I think it's get it's getting the players back that we that we had at the start of the season, and once we're full strength, it makes a difference. You know, I suppose then the players that that are there, you need them to stand up. And a lot of our top players, they didn't stand up. Richarlison, especially for me, was poor on the night. Um, but it's in the same breath. It's very hard to be over, overly critical because they they put in a fantastic run the last couple of games. Yeah. And, and they've got themselves into that position. So I, I think I need to kind of reserve some bit of criticism without, without going over the top on it. Yeah, well, I think the whole point of doing these things is to criticise what, when it when needs to be done. So, uh, listen, you touched on it there. Uh, Richardson, Chris, was, he was, I, I actually said it during the game, he didn't look interested, which was really, really unusual for him. You wonder why my predictions are always negative, Joe. There's always, <laughs> you're always wary of that kind of performance, you know, rain its head. Um, I'm glad we don't do these podcasts straight after the game, to be honest with you, because mm. I was, it was really, really frustrating, disappointing. But if you go back a couple of weeks ago, 
when we were discussing um, the Leicester Chelsea game and the Arsenal game, I was mentioning that um, the fine margins were going our way. You know, there was moments in those games which arguably could have went against us where Leicester might have had a penalty or Chelsea hitting the post. The few little bits were going in our favour. And we, we, we have to play this way because, you know, the manager's been dealt his hand with all the injuries we've had. So it worked out well with the fixtures we had this, you know, sit in and then counter-attack with the opposition that we're happy to have more possession. It suited us down to the ground. And as Richie said, and was my concern a few weeks back was when we do come up against opposition that will sit in and allow us to have the ball because the way we're set with Holgate and Godfrey, we're not set up to, you know, attack. You know, we were very kind of limited. That's why I was worried with the West Ham game. They set up the exact same way as us and two teams just cancelled each other out and it made mm. for a dreadful, dreadful game. It was probably an it-all game, but they got the bit of luck that maybe we've gotten previous weeks, you know. It's just unfortunate. But going back to Richarlison, yeah, he had a really he had a poor game and I suppose he carried us a bit last year. So we have such high expectations of the guy because we know what he can do. But there is a few factors. The manager did say, look, he hadn't trained since his concussion. Same with a couple of the lads. We were missing a Wobi. Hamez hadn't trained. He came on for the last 20 minutes. He's nowhere near fully fit. I think Richarlison really misses Lucas Dean because Luca Dean tends to do the overlap, which mm. either gives Richie the option of, you know, playing Lucas in, or Richie can cut inside. You know, he he's opening up space, whereas Richie now he's kind of, he has to, you know, carry the ball because Godfrey's not going to overlap him, so he's kind of a bit one dimensional. He's going to come inside every time. So I'm looking confident when we do. It looks like Lucas Dean's back in training this week, full training. So once we do have our full crew back, I'd say we're going to start seeing the best of these lads. Hopefully this eight-day break now, they'll have recharged a bit. You know, it, look, it was, I was pissed off at the West Ham game. It was a huge, huge, you know, um, chance lost. And, you know, we so many basic... We, Going back to like the Burnley game and that when we were struggling, like you touched on Joe, the amount of times we'd passed the ball, they would play in this place. Mm. It was very, very frustrating. But look, the one thing is now we have to bounce back. We can't go on one of these stupid runs where we lose three or four on the bounce because we'd be, we'd be out of contention there. I think we, we have tough games against direct opponents for your, the European positions now in the next three games. So, hopefully now you know we'll get a few lads back and we'll be able to get some good results and the quality of football is going to improve when we have our first 11 or 12 back look Ancelotti doesn't want to play this way but as Richie said you can't be too critical I think they've all adapted excellently to the circumstances the last couple of weeks and put in a big effort you know I think we've been to be honest since the second half of the Arsenal game I think we've been running out of steam United game was just dreadful Sheffield United, we probably got lucky with the quality of the opposition. We managed to sneak a draw. If it was anyone else, we probably wouldn't have won that game. So I just think for a couple of weeks, we've been running on empty now. So it's a chance to recharge, refocus and, you know, push forward. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the thing. Like Chris said, Collie, fine margins. Like, we got lucky a couple of times. No, there was, don't get me wrong, there was a couple of great displays in there. But, um, like we could have gone second, you know, if we won. And now we're looking at ourselves like seventh. That's that's the difference. It's so so tight up there. Yeah, it's a I think I've obviously I've mentioned it before and probably you guys have mentioned it as well, Joe. It's a it's a very strange league uh, this year. Very, very strange. I think it's actually very good to be honest. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I certainly as much as we moan about Everton. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think this result was coming over the last month or so, Joe, to be honest with you. You know, I 100% agree with Chris in relation to fine margins. And, and we have gotten the look up to now. And, you know, I, I know it's hard not to, but we kind of have to dust ourselves off and, and, and get up again and, and, and go against Rodham and hopefully get a, a good result against them, Joe, and which will propel us then. I think it's Wolves then after Rodham, you know. And the next three or four games from a European point of view are very, very important for us. Massive, yeah. I think we might see a lot of changes. I don't, we'll get into the Rodham game in a few minutes, but we could see a lot of changes, Rich, because uh, 
like Collie said, there's a few lads running on empty there. There is, and it's Des- despite the rest. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a chance to give them an extended break. I, I think it'll come down to numbers and what we have, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I for me certainly, I'd be giving lads run out. That there should be no reason why making mass changes we still shouldn't be able to beat Rotherham so yeah definitely I'd be, I'd be making changes and letting fellas rest so they're basically having the bones of two weeks off and getting and getting ready for for, for Wolves yeah I think you see the likes of Kane coming in really he, he should come back Rich I think Um, yeah especially he's, he's had a game depending I mean there's no I mean there's plenty there's plenty centre halves there unless he wants to try you know, maybe put Holgate in there, maybe play Godfrey in there if if play, playing Kanku. So it's hard to know exactly what he what he'll do. You know, but uh, it's 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 the the fringe guys, I suppose, that are, that have been there and been around that you'd you'd expect them to get to get a run out, be an extra game for Tom Davis, um, and trying to get up and hopefully that there'll be maybe Gabamon might be ready to get a run out for for some few minutes. You know, they're the kind of guys that you want to be that that you want to see playing. So that when they are called upon the police, they have some minutes in the legs. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to kind of it's it's a, a recording team now. I think Chris uh, Tom Davis. I'm not going to start slating him. Like I thought he's actually played very well first half, but second half, my God, the the other Tom Davis was on show. I think I watched the back, and he pa- actually passed the ball out play four times, which is for for the midfielders just. It's just shocking. Yeah, we've seen the two sides of him, Joe. I thought I agree with you. I think first half he was he done what he had to do. He was tidy enough. But as the game went on, he uh, you know, he just the the old sort of criticism starts creeping back into his game. I suppose the same can be said for all of them. Mm. But you know, you like you said they don't want to hammer him because we, we waxed no. lyrical about him a week or two ago, you know, after the Sheffield game and you don't want to be coming on now kind of not contradicting yourself. I know we're only reacting to kind of what we watch, but you know, all the all the things that we you know about his age and stuff like that, like it's still all relevant, you know. Um there's there's other factors as well. You know, other players in the team aren't playing well and there was no movement ahead of him. There was no outlets, no. out balls. So sometimes, you know, I know he made a few simple mistakes passing the ball out of play, but sometimes players try to do make the difficult pass as opposed to the easy pass when it isn't even on and they lose possession a lot more. You know, just Dave, he does try to play forward a fair bit, but he does lose possession. It was just now without a Wobi, Wobi was a big miss. I read there earlier on that a Wobi is actually the biggest dribbler in the league this season, just ahead of Adama Triare, which you wouldn't have thought at all. Mm. So he was a big, big miss for us on the right. Um, Bernard again didn't really offer anything, but um, no, look, I won't, you won't, uh, I won't go for his throat again. But look, in fairness to Tom, he's not a, he's not a first choice midfielder. Like, Alan would be there. He's, he's probably third choice defensive midfielder, really, you know. So he's worth keeping around. He's on probably a low age. He has room to develop. He's English, you know. Um. And come in here and there, I suppose, to fill in. But I don't think he's good enough yet to be, you know, playing a run of six, seven, eight games for us because he just hasn't got that consistency in his game to be at the level we were aspiring to, you know? Yeah, I think that's his problem, Collie, isn't it? And you've mentioned it lots of times, consistency. Right? And, and was, that game was the perfect example of the Tom Davis we know. First half, excellent. Put the ball around, look busy. Always look to go forward. Second half, just atrocious. Yeah, it's almost as if they got him in a half time. They told him to do something uh, out of his comfort zone. He came back mm. out and he just couldn't do it. You know, um, I do see. I, I mean, the Tom Davis camp. To be honest with you, Joe, I, th- um, I think we all are. To be fair, I, know, I think we all. Yeah. yeah, I think we yeah. are. And he's a good squad player, Joe. Uh, he'll yeah. never. I don't think he'll ever dominate a midfield or run a midfield in, in the Premiership. Um, but I, I'd still prefer us to, to keep him rather than, than try and move him on, you know. Like I've seen something during the week. We've nine centre midfielders, a uh, first-team centre, which is unreal. Unfortunately, we still have Delph in the squad. But 
Uh, maybe Burnley would do as a favour and take him off our hands. But um, no, Are you still I, available I, to driving? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> with or without COVID, I'll go in and suit. Uh, hazmat suit, John. No problem there. But it's, um, it's tight the more it's just a kettle now. Yeah, yeah, would well, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, well, look. In fairness to, to Tom, um, second half certainly wasn't as great as game. Maybe Sigerson didn't do too great either, Joe. Um, oh, there's a few, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a couple of them there, you know, so kind of we could overload players all day long, but kind of, as I said already, maybe just Mark chalked this one off and, and get up and go again, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone, <coughs> excuse me, someone is seeing Rich getting a bit of criticism, which I didn't actually understand, was Seamus saying, oh, he's lost, his legs are gone. And like, there was one point in the game where he went up for a header in their six-yard box and he was the furthest man forward, so his legs might be all right. Yeah, I don't know if its legs is, is ever going to be the issue. It's probably, you know, it's, it's first game back that he may not have been at, at full tilt. But, mm. yeah, I, I mean, I think when, when we don't perform, people are always just looking for someone to yeah. This yeah. Is someone to throw stones at. You know, he's one, as I said, Tom Davis is another one. Gilfie's another one. There seems to be the same few that we've, if people have been looking at him for a while, I looked, it was, I suppose, People were surprised that Coleman was put in, given the performance as a whole get in right, in, in right in right back of recent. Mm. But um, um, so maybe it was just kind of oh we changed things and it didn't work out for us. But I think he was put in to have the legs and to try to without having a Wobi in the side to give a little bit more more be a bit more expansive on the right hand side. Mm. Um, and it was just one of them nights where it didn't come off. But I didn't think he did a whole pile wrong to be honest. No, I didn't. Yeah, I actually felt sorry for uh, Dom again, Chris. He's just so isolated up there, running around like an absolute clown. There was nothing coming his way. Again, he had to come looking for the ball. Speaking of Coleman, at one stage, Dom was behind Coleman when he collected the ball, which was just for a striker, just ridiculous. So it's getting back to the old thing where he's not getting help from midfield. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, well, hopefully now Dom got a nice couple of days off there and got a few full-body massages to get him ready to go again because he's played every game, Barry. He came off against Fleetwood, really, you know, um, at half-time. He's played every league game for us, so he needs a he needs a break. You know, the work he does off the ball is still fantastic. He's he's an excellent team player, the way he holds the ball up and push he's been taken away from what he's been good at doing the first part of the season. It was like watching him last year because just, again, just the, unfortunately the system we had to play due to injuries, he's had to be asked to do it, you know, a bit more work outside the area, which has led to, you know, one goal in eight or something, or isn't it now? So, um, you know, he's very effective, obviously in the box, won't touch great in the air, but we haven't been creating chances for him. I suppose Lucas Dean as well with the balls he puts into the box has been a major, uh, it's no coincidence and Lucas Dean and James have been out that, you know, our, our uh, productivity and chance creation has dropped off massively. So again, hopefully in the next couple of weeks with them lads back, he can start focusing his game on being in the box and he'll be getting the service. That's, that's you know what, he he's not a striker that's kind of going to pick the ball up and beat one or two lads and smash it in from the edge of the box. He's a box finisher, really, you know. So, uh, look, you can't put any criticism on him at all. He's been fantastic all season. Just needs a good break and start creating chances for him. And yes. we will, you know. As Richie said earlier on, it is it is that balance. You know, at the start of the season, we're doing the 4-3-3. We're banging in the goals, conceding loads. Now we're not conceding many, but we're not scoring many. So we're still trying to find that fine line. Even when the lads do come back, we want to be able to keep our defensive solidity as well as being able to, you know, play some good fo- attacking football. So it'll be, uh, hopefully Ancelotti can can find a middle ground there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Move on to the cup game now. And- would, no, would just you? before we move on, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, no, Chris said uh, we shouldn't be really, uh, as evidence supporters, we shouldn't be uh, criticising Dominic. But I don't know whether you heard Chris Sutton. Uh, he awarded sorry, Dominic I, the, the diver of the year. I can't listen uh, to that chap at all. Even when he's on I, the radio, I turn him off. I, I didn't listen to it. I actually refused he's, to listen to it. But uh, he's, he's, I, he's I, a that's just, uh, that's, 
And this is, uh, oh, I just couldn't believe it, I have to say. Really just couldn't believe it, where he gets that. And again, it's it's the negative media perception of the club, you know. But anyway, as I said, that's already that could be another pod in itself, Joe, you know. But yeah. that's, that's he, shocking. It's one of these, uh, similar to Dunphy, just talks, talks dirt for this, just to get a, a bit of reaction. Yeah. Get him in the news. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's full of shit. Even on, when he's on the radio, I turn him off on the radio. Full of shit. He's more miserable he's... than I am, Joe. That's saying something. All right. Uh, yeah, Kali, would you going on to the cup game? Would you rest down? Yeah, no. No, I wouldn't no. rest uh, Richie either. I'd pull out near a uh, full strength squad as I could. Hmm. I just wonder because, like, he's. Chris said he's played nearly every game. So I, I think he needs a goal, Joe. And yeah. I think if he it, it, it will even give him 60 minutes, uh Joe, himself and Richie. Mm. Um I, I do think there'll be changes, but I, I can't see there being wholesale changes. I really can't. So I think Olsen will come in, I think Seamus will start. I think Michael Keane will start, possibly with Holgate. And if uh, Lucas is back, if not, it'll be Godfrey. Um, I think I think uh, Richie's right. I think you'll have Davis in the middle with uh, Sigerson and Decorey, or possibly Gomez. Oh, Gomez done all right when he came on against uh, West Ham. Yeah, he actually looked busy. Yeah, he yeah, a seems yeah, a bit yeah. fitter. Uh, or you know, so maybe Gomez um, in there with Decorey and, and uh, maybe Davis. I'm not too sure. And then up front, um, I think it's it's amazing. I have to say, everyone who's mentioned the Wobie uh, and how we much how how much we missed him against West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing his pajamas, Joe, at the moment. So uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, in fairness, you have to, you have to credit where credit is due. Joe, he, he's done. I know. Yeah, absolutely. I just hope 100%. this niggle won't set him back. I hope he don't. I hope he doesn't revert back to you know the Iwobi that we all kind of knew and loved before he, he became good. I suppose. <laughs> Give me something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rich, would you make a few changes? I'd actually, I'd actually rest Richie and bring Gordon in. I'd, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd bring he just Gordon. didn't look. He just didn't look 100. No, but then I suppose if he's only after coming back from concussion, I wasn't aware that he hadn't trained all week as well. So you got to kind of yeah. give him that if, if he hadn't done anything. I'd put him up front and give Dom a rest and put Gordon in. Um, okay. I suppose the thing is that we, it's not that we're blessed with numbers right now, you know. So we don't have a massive squad to be able to, when I say make wholesale changes, it's it's still the same core group of guys that you're talking about, and it's just kind of reverting and trying to give, I suppose, get a balance and work with, you know, you still want some stability throughout it that you're not making complete 10, 11 because we don't have that, we don't have that strength and depth to be able to do it. So if you're making changes, Gordon, I, I think could come in. Even as I said in Conco, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he got a run. And um, yeah, the rest are, are kind of that. That's what that's all we have, you know. If you talk about the middle, so. But yeah, I I I'd be changed, and I and I'd, I'd leave Dom out. You know, have him on the bench so that he can come on after an hour. I'd go the other way rather than playing him for the hour, having to come on for 15, 20 minutes if needs be. But hopefully, it won't come to that. You know, Chen yeah. is there as well, who's probably looking for a move. So I'm sure a, go- a goal would do him no harm. Yeah, would you make change yourself, Chris? Maybe Chen could start instead of Dom. I wouldn't go mad, Joe. It'd be just uh, going back to what Ancelotti like said after the West Ham game, talking about uh, Richie and James, you know, their fitness. I wouldn't be surprised if James gets a run out just in terms of improving his match condition, you know. Be, he, mm. be, uh, you know, he needs to get a good hour into him. Yeah, maybe, as Richie said, I'd say he might start up front because Richie needs, he needs a goal, you know. I think he's... Uh, he always has Brazil on the mind, Richie, you know, whether you get mm. called up for their, their qualifying squads and that. So he's desperate to score. He'll play one of Kane or Mina for the height and the experience with probably Holgate, maybe. Depends whether he wants to play in Konku or give God for your rest. So I'd say Coleman a play, as as Rich said earlier on. He needs to get another, you know, another game under his belt, maybe to get him back to that level of sharpness. Olsen will probably play. Um, I wouldn't go mad with the changes. No, I'd, I'd rather just get the game done and then you can make your couple of changes on the 65 minutes mark or after the hour mark. But hmm. like any game, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't take it for granted. You know, like these haven't played a game since the 29th of December. They've, uh, they've had a touch of COVID and had a few games postponed. And 
I think the last game was knocked on the head because of the snow was called off. So they haven't played for probably be two weeks anyway, at mm. least. So look, they're 23rd in the championship. If we put out a relatively good side, focus on our game, we should we should be going out beating these comfortably. But it's up to the manager on you know what levels of fitness lads are at and who he thinks needs the game time and who he thinks needs a rest. But he'd be taking it seriously, no doubt. Because look, it's a win, win and breeze confidence. We need to bounce back after the last game, regardless of who we're playing. We need to, you know, get a win under our belt again and keeping that that positive winning mentality, you know? Yeah, I think, to be honest, and, and other than the win, Cully, uh just won't do it. It'll be a disaster. But, um, I think it's one of these lose-lose situations. Like, if you win one nil, you say, no, you should be winning them off. If you win five nil, it's kind of expected. So, it's, it's just about getting into the hat. It is, Joe, and results will all that matter come two o'clock or half two on Saturday at the end mm. of the day, you know. But we've been in this situation before so many times, Joe, where we predicted a, 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 a easy enough win and we go out at the second tournament, you know, the kind of way. And like obviously this is the last cup competition that we're in. So I that's why I was suggesting that he, he plays a fairly uh, full-strength side. To, and then if, if we were lucky enough to be up a couple up, to, he then makes the changes then. But, you know, as Chris said himself, a win breeds confidence. So uh, uh, we, it'd be great to bring a win then into the Wolves game, you know. Um, I, I just hope uh, he doesn't push people too much in relation to fitness and stuff like that, you know, the kind of way there, there's enough players there that can come in, you know, the kind of way. So, as I say, uh, I, I can see us winning, Joe, to be honest with you. Uh, it's just the, the starting 11 is the one that interests me more. I have to say yeah. for certainty. Yeah. All right, we're going to predictions then. So, uh, Rich? Um, yeah, I think it'll be, I hate saying that it'll be comfortable enough, but I'm going to go 3-0. <laughs> Come on. Chris? Uh, 2-0. I think we'll get an early goal and then we'll huff and puff for 70 minutes. <laughs> Beyond edge, uh, holding a 1-0 lead against the championship team and then we'll get a goal at the end to make it 2-0. <laughs> Just to prove you're wrong. <laughs> uh, you... uh, 4-1. 4-1. Okay. I'm not going to give them a sniff. I'm going to go Rich 3-0. I think <clears throat> it's one of these guys like... Uh, we need we need a little bit of a confidence boost, so uh, we're going to go three nil. Yeah, and like it'd be three nil at halftime when we make all the changes. <laughs> just get a few players out of the firing line. Oh, so, uh, yeah, hopefully you just get into the hat. That's what it's all about. Okay, we move on to a uh, few transfer, a uh, couple of rumblings. City season as I call it. Collie loves all this muck. Collie White. Um, See one actually the interest in me, Cully Brantway looking possibly go out on loan to the end of the season. Yeah, Blackburn uh, Joe seems to be his destination to be a terrific move for for the chap, I have to say. Mm. Blackburn are a good side, managed by a good good manager. He'll get game time there. And I think it'll be only a win win situation for all involved, for us, uh, Jared himself and for Blackburn. I think it's a great move from if it does come off, I have to say. Yeah, oh, P- Pennington has gone out as well, Joe. I don't know whether you got that or not. Oh, he's gone, is he? He's gone, yeah. So he's gone to the yeah. end of the season, which the contract is up at the end of the season. So effectively, he's no longer an Everton player. Yeah, yeah. I think we spoke about this before, Richard. These young players, rather than stagnate, might be the wrong word, but stay in the 23s, uh, they need to get out on loan just, just to get some game time. Yeah, I, I think for Brantwood, even though he's a bit younger, I think it'd be brilliant to get him championship game time, you know. Mm. He got a good run of games towards the end of last season, so he's had a taste. He's shown that he's, you know, that he he didn't he didn't look out of his depth um, by by any means in the in the Premier League. So you know, if he could get half a season there, who knows what'll happen? Kind of towards the end of net or by the start of next season, whether he gets a full season out and loan or he's or he's brought back to be to be part of our squad. But it'd be fantastic for him, I think. Yeah, yeah. similar to uh, last year, Chris, when uh, Mason Holgate went alone to West Brom, just come back a totally different player. You need to be playing every week. As we've, we've talked about holding on to 23's players too long and it hinders the development. We're very late sending our players out. So um, we know 
we know Brantway has the quality. You know, he's a big mm. lad. He's good on the ball. He's a left footer, which we don't have many of. He has pace. So it's just about developing his sort of tactically and um, in terms of concentration, which only comes with playing regular games and improving. And especially championship is a very physical league as well. So you, you kind of see the ins and outs, the ups and downs being involved in the team. As Collie said, Blackburn are... They're a, they're a decent side. Tony Mowbray there is a you know good well known manager. He doesn't. It's local as well, so we wouldn't have to you know move very far for a couple mm-hmm. of months as well, which is uh, very beneficial. Yeah, it, may, it could be a bit like when we sent Coleman down to Blackpool. He, he, you know that yeah. done him a word of good that loan, and he came back you know a, a completely different player. So yeah, hundred percent. And like this is hopefully you know if we are in European competition next season, players like Brantway will be playing regularly especially in the preliminary rounds you know so mm. 100% yeah great move if it, if it comes off hopefully yeah Rantway would have gone out Joe uh, in, in the last window but he was injured uh, okay. had, there was plans actually to send him out for the full season but he was uh, injured and didn't recover until after the transfer window had, had closed oh. so I think the plan seemingly all along was to get him out in January for the remainder of the season and look again to put him out all season next year Mm-hmm. Very good. Like I said, these lads had to get out there and play like real football. No, totally no disrespect to 23s, but like Championship or League One, even just get out there and play proper, proper 14 football. Uh, all right, another uh, rumor, Calion, mate, Bernard might be going out to Roma. Yeah, just talk of um, possible switch. Obviously, we have Olsen at the moment. Uh, now, depending on what article you read, I read an article in The Athletic and there seemed to be suggesting that it'd be a, a few quid plus Olsen for Bernard. Now, the manager in, at Roma loves Bernard. He had him at Shakhtar in Russia. So, uh, I think that one could be a, a, a goer. I know you are you like uh, Bernard, but I think he's one of the highest paid players at our club. So, mm. if it, it would free up a loan spot for us should we uh, look to bring in anyone this window, Joe, um, and then obviously Bernard's wages would be off the would be off the the, the, the wage bill. But I don't know how you guys uh, think about that or what you think. I just, I just, like I said, I love Bernard, but he, I just, he just played out wide all the time, and he just gets lost. He just, you see, when he comes into the middle, like he, he can see a pass or he has a little trick in him, but. Uh, I don't know. Is he too lightweight, Rich? Maybe that's his only problem. Yeah, I think I think I think for the league. I mean, I'd be kind of a fan of his when he's playing well as well. You know that you want to mm. see him do well, but he's been there a while now and hasn't really got up to the pace of it. And you wonder kind of how long can you persevere with it? And spoke about the wages there that he's on as well, and perhaps you know if it, you know if it. If it allows us to bring someone else in, if I think that, you know, given the stage that we're at, other than that, I'd be kind of saying wait till the summer. So maybe if they're thinking about that, we're going replacing them now and we're bringing in kind of another attacking midfielder, you know, someone with a bit more pace, a bit more power. Um, but yeah, I, you see the loan side of it as well, that it frees up the loan the loan spot by by getting Olsen in full time. So it's an interesting one, but I wouldn't be against it, to be honest, at this stage. Yeah, I think that, like we spoke earlier, Chris, there's an overload of midfielders. We just have, like Carly said, nine or ten midfielders. So I think it's time to jettison a couple of out. And as much as I love him, I think Bernard will be one of the first ones. I think so, Joe. He seems, uh, he seems, you know, a very, he's a likable character. You know, he's always smiling. He seems the lads on the training ground like him and but he just isn't contributing enough for the wage he's on is it 120 grand a week or something that's what what you're led to believe like he's just you should be paying your main players you know in the excess of that kind of wage you can't have squad players or fringe players taking that much wages up I do think he is too lightweight you know he is nice on the ball he's but he just he's trying, he's pushed over too much. It's just he's not uh, he's not suited to Premier League. I don't think if he hasn't adapted by now, I don't think he will. You know, so uh, yeah, possibly a good idea to to flog him off and um, clear the wage bill a bit. Obviously, Olsen coming in suggests that he'd be back up, and you know they're happy with Pickford as number one for the the foreseeable, and the goalkeeper isn't going to be on the shopping list, so. 
that's a story for another day. But uh, you know, look at the end of this season as uh, Holly said, Pennington will be gone, Balassi, Bessett. So that's three players gone. Bernard probably be gone before players gone. And then we have a couple next season with a year left on their contract. So slowly but surely, you know, the squads, we need to replace quantity with quality, really. Yeah. You know, if if Bernard goes, we do that. We definitely need somebody in, 100%. You know, unless Gordon comes in, takes Bernard's spot in the squad or, you know, but if still, it still applies. If that happens to Calvert-Leon, we've nothing. We need, we need a bit of pace down the right-hand side. Someone that can can t- play in the front three positions and it'd be interchangeable, you know? So you, you don't know what they're working on behind the scenes, but we definitely need another attacking option, which I think has probably come back to haunt us a bit in, in recent games, you know? We've seen how, how we're lacking that kind of something extra or a bit of pace to kind of get in behind, you know? Yeah, I think someone uh, was linked to my filler void, if you want, colleague, uh, Christian Erickson. Link for him in a couple of articles I've seen. Yeah, I, I can't see it, Joe, to be honest with you. Um, Policino's in there at PSG and he's looking now to uh, get some of the old sports crew back, you know. Um, I, I just can't see Ericsson personally. Um, I know they've they've agreed to allow him to go out on loan as long as the, the club he goes out to covers all of his wages. I think he's on massive wages in Italy. Uh, now, again, you know... One thing you have to obviously, I, I love transfers through all clubs, Joe. Um, but since Brands has taken over, a lot of stuff you're hearing from the club isn't actually right, if you know what I mean. Brands yeah. has a tendency to keep things very much to himself, which is yeah, it is, yeah. But it's, yeah. like the, the fear for me, uh, Chris already mentioned it. We need an additional forward, be it uh, uh, you know, an attacking midfielder, be a winger, be a centre forward. And there's, we're, we're getting, not getting linked to anyone. Uh, mm. We've players being linked away from Lossell to Tosin to uh, John Joe Kenny to El Sims. They've all been linked away either on permanent or, on, on, or loans. And you're looking at Bessage, seeing they're looking to pay Bessage off the remainder of his contracts. Balassi possibly going to Middlesbrough, but you know whether that happens or not is another thing. But we're not being linked with any forwards. And people saying that could be worrying, but then. As I said already, Brands has a tendency to keep things very, very close to his chest. One out of hat, yeah. Yeah, uh, and one of them out of hat ones, I wouldn't be surprised if you might see like a Leon Bailey or a David Neris coming in uh, to play on the, the right side uh, of, of air attacking, which will allow Rodriguez then to go into the middle if it needs be, you know. There's another one then, Rich. Uh, PSG look like they're actually going to try and make the uh, Moise Keane Permanent one. I, I, I do it to be honest. Please. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a like at a profit as well. What we're talking thirty one million, so you're getting your money back and whatever loan fee they paid it, fee that they paid as well. But mm-hmm. uh, again, it comes down to replacement, you know, because yeah. we still have to replace him. I know he's we we're not really counting him as this season, but we're still down another body as a as an attacker because. But are you saying that we sell him now rather than the summer and it allows us to invest straight away? So I'd be presuming that if they're making it happen that, again, that there's somebody lined up because other than that, what's, what's the rush doing it? You know, that you can say, right, let him develop for another six months and then you can kind of negotiate. If he keeps the form going that he's been in, surely we can demand another couple of million on top of it. So I, I, I think that it's, there's a lot of kind of parts in, in that one. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be against it. He's, he, you know, from seeing him on social media, he seems an awful lot happier in himself. He's scoring goals over there, so I don't think he'd be in any rush back, to be honest. Yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, that ilk. I'd, I'd leave him there, Chris, till the summer, let him bang in another 10 goals and get 50 million for him. Yeah, I don't think the club are in any rush, Joe. Um, you know, he'll leave on our terms. Um, a lot will depend on, you know, what kind of budget we have going into the summer window, how desperate we are mm. for the money. You know, do they if a player becomes available that we want, will they sell Kane to have that money to go and get him? You you don't kind of know what what brands has planned behind the scenes. Like we know we need a, a full time new right back. That probably be the summertime. We need another forward. Probably need a right winger. So we know there is positions that we definitely need to strengthen. We're going to probably need sixty seventy million to you know cover the whole three positions. So. 
you can only judge him on what we've seen in the Premier League and in the Cup for us. And he's been disappointing, you know. I know he's only 19, but he seems to have an attitude. He's the touch of a trampoline, you know. He, he does. He seems happy enough over there. I think Paris a bit more of his lifestyle over there. He probably didn't like being in Liverpool. Young lad on his own. He's he's with the Neymars of the world over there and Mbappe's mm-hmm. and oh, I'd say I think he wants to stay there. The PSG owner supposedly very keen on him. So I'd say it'll go through, but it won't go through till the summer and we'll probably try and squeeze that couple of million out of him. Now he's got nine goals and 13 starts, which it's decent enough. I know it's brutal standards really isn't it over in France so um, yeah look that'll probably probably go through but it, it, it just depends it, it depends you know Towson as well you could only have uh, Dom as your only recognised striker so it's going to be interesting to see how we reshape the squad for sure um, you know Carlo I, I think the way we're looking at it now, you always see this argument popping up on social media. What's our, what's our transfer strategy? Are we investing in the youth to develop and you know have a sell-on value, if you want to want to call it, or why are we buying players like Alan? No sell sell-on value. Hammers, you know, older players. But you know, you have to trust uh, Carlo. I, I just finished reading his book, and I don't know if any of you have read it. It's fantastic. Really, really good insights into you know the kind of players he likes in his team. Now, bringing in, I know we were linked with Sammy Gadera there, a lot of people are against it, but you can kind of see from reading the book, he talks about leadership in terms of you know on the pitch, you have silent leaders, they lead in the way they play, you have vocal leaders on the pitch, you have leaders in the changing room. Some you have leaders on a training ground, they don't talk a whole lot, but they're disciplined, they're work hard. So, there's certain different types of qualities he's seen in his players, kind of around the clubs he's been through his career that he, he can see we're lacking in our squad. You know what, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm I, I sort of willing to trust whoever he wants to bring in because there's a, a method to the madness, as the saying goes. He knows what we're, what we're missing, and he's worked with certain players he'll know will improve the quality and the mentality and the leadership and everything we're kind of missing around the squad at the minute. So you just have to give him the time, but I full confidence that, you know, we, we will get the right, the right players in. A hundred percent. I think Collie, I don't know we spoke about it before. It could be uh, finding a compromise between that, as you said, that the Marcel Brand's model of getting me young, develop and sell them on and Carlos, way of thinking it get experience in to help other players around the club so I think it could be uh, a compromise on both sides or will have to be you know I, I've talked about this question quite a bit over the last couple of weeks Joe in relation to you know the working relationship there between Carlo and Brands and I know one of the initial interviews Carlo done was when he arrived at the club there were so many young players at the club and as great as that was, you needed the experience to come in and play alongside them. So the likes of Alan and the likes of, you know, these players who were leaders for Carlo at previous clubs, he wanted them. And uh, Chris mentioned Sammy Kadira. Um, now, again, this is all allegedly. Um, he's been offered an 18 contract on much lower wages, obviously, than he was. But, you know, this will ena- enable him to play in the Premiership, which he's always wanted, and he wanted to play with Carlo again. And now he wouldn't, obviously, the pace wouldn't be there, but I think the football brain is there in in in, in multiples, Joe. You know the kind of way and similar, similar to Rodriguez. He's look, he is you yeah, know, he's to be yeah. honest, but he has that little bit of magic in him. Yeah, Joe, and and even literally just before we came onto the pod, there was uh, news breaking from from uh, South America in relation to a player over there that Man United being very interested, and it looked as if it was a done deal. But according to the report I read, just literally before we came on, that we're, we're one of two clubs who have made an official bid from um, ourselves and, and Atlanta in the MLS. Um, and that his name is uh, Moyes Casido. He's a 19-year-old Ecuadorian. So that would fit into the brand's model, uh, Joe. But, 
surely, like this guy is a is a box to box midfielder. Uh, surely we don't need any more midfielders. Surely we need to get some off the books before you know we, we bring any more in. But I I'd still I, I still think we will see one addition, if possibly two. This month, one of them has to be a, a forward of some description. Yeah, I think it has to be a striker. Really, mm. so even even if it's an experienced striker, like I know we spoke about last week, uh, Diego Costa, but someone, uh, someone just to take the workload off. Dom, I think Rich badly needed for him and, and for the club. Yeah, look, it's 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 clear for us all that that that's that's where we're that where we're lacking kind of in in all in all kinds of depths, especially. There's a lot of talk of Tussin going out, whether it's just rumours or what. You know, we are really, really light on the ground. So it's, you know, if, if we don't... But then again, do you do, in, do you invest just for the... If the right option isn't there, you know? You know, is it worth kind of spending the money now without, you know... Can you say, right, that we can get through a couple of months again, that you have some bit of a backup that maybe Sim steps up for six months. Maybe you hold on to Tussin until the summer if you, if you don't get the right person in. That Again, there's no need to be rushing into... Given someone a kind of a four or five year contract or whatever, if it's not the right person, that you're better off to hold off and you get a better deal in the summer. So there's an awful lot of parts in 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 the transfer, you know. And as, as clear as it is that we need someone, it's it's not always that easy. January is a funny time because no one really wants to let top players go. So if it's not going to improve us, you you, you got to kind of make sure that it's that it's you know that that you're not just spending for the sake of it. Yeah, exactly. Point silly, as they call it. It'd be interesting, Joe, if where we are in the league has changed the club stance somewhat because, you know, we're look, we're not going to win the league or anything, but we're still, what, three or four points off the top, nearly at the halfway point. So you think the club might, might gamble on, you know, somebody that maybe they wouldn't have sort of with the assumption we'll have European football next year which will increase the club's revenue and their, their income which will be able to balance the books a bit more you know so there is a great opportunity there if we do add one or two get you know we finished 12th last year the difference between finishing 6th and 12th in terms of just the money you get for the place and in the league is nearly 2 million at place now mm. you know so that could be 12, 13 million extra income for finishing sixth and then whatever you get from European qualification and the TV for showing you. So that's a player argument, arguably, you know, if, if they yeah. want to uh, push the boat out a bit more. 100%, yeah. yeah. Can't wait to go back to Slovakia, 50 cent a point in the Europa League. <laughs> yeah, one all draw, lovely. Come <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on, Chris. <laughs> All right, Callie, any more transfer rumblings before we finish up? Oh, I think uh, Lossel has been linked with Inter Miami, David Beckham's uh, crowd. Uh, Ellis Sims has been linked with Alone away for the rest of the season. Tosin has allegedly four teams in from, um, and John yeah. Joe Kenny is wanted by Schelke. Um, just before we do go, Joe, I uh, just want to love to get your thoughts, uh, the three lads' thoughts, on uh, Sigerson possibly offered a new contract. <coughs> I don't see why not. Um, he's shown glimpses again. It's it's similar to a few players. They've showed uh, in spits and spats what they can do. It's just that consistency, like doing it for a six, seven, eight game period. That's it's just so annoying because, like we all know, <laughs> we all know what he can do. He knows what he can do, but it's just getting that, like I say, consistency of doing it. Over a longer period of time than two, three games. Rich, I, as you said, consistency over a longer period of time. I don't see him being needed to do it over a longer period of time. Kind of in the next, if you were to extend it, kind of over to an extra year, which you give him, give him two years, right? So he has mm. a year left in it, and then you, 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 I suppose at that stage his fee is going to be gone down an awful lot anyway, and you don't risk the, the you don't have the risk of losing him for nothing. So, I mean, for the sake of 12 months, I probably wouldn't be against it, provided that we, you know, that he's not going to be dependent on over a long period, that you still have someone else. And, and from where we started at the start of the season, he wasn't kind of one of those, I think as someone to come in, he's okay. And it just kind of saves the problem of having to, having to go find someone because I think it's hard, you know, if there's a replacement there, 
yeah, great. But and then you 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 have the option because he's under contract where you can sell him. So I think it just kind of saves us in in, in that aspect that you don't risk the, the the chance to lose him for nothing as well. Yeah, well, I think Chris, well, we're, there's no way we're going to get anywhere near the money we spent on him back. So I I don't see why not extend it for another year. See what happens. When he was linked to the MLS in the summer, Joe, I thought that made perfect sense. Sort of. That, that would have been the right move for him you know the lifestyle and it's obviously it's a lot easier standard he probably would have been the main man in one of the clubs across there but it's it's a tricky look I wouldn't be his biggest fan um, I think the price tag has been against him since day one yeah. it's not his fault we paid that money you know it was a rash signing and 45 million just scandalous really you know um, you know, we've seen him banging in free kicks left, right and centre for Swansea and Iceland and we just haven't got as much productivity bar two seasons ago. Did he get 11 goals, maybe 13 mm. goals a couple of seasons? But where he is now, I just think he's born too many bridges with the fan base, with some of the performances he's put in. He's been called out even by commentators. Neville singled him out a couple of times, a Carragher for shit now with tackles and you know the performance they put in in the cup derby last year just there's just certain games which with a fan base they just say no that's it I've had enough there's no there's no going back with me you know mm. I just I don't it's, it's not a priority position like that role Sigurdsson plays we, we do have still have a lot of players who can play that role so the only arguments you can see would be yeah, you know, give him a, an extension so he doesn't leave for free. You don't have to worry about that position for another season or two to replace him. And, you know, Ancelotti spoke highly of him kind of behind the scenes that he's very, he's a good football and brain. Uh, he speaks highly of him tactically and that he could be a manager one day. So I'm sure as a person, Guilty Sigurds is a lovely fella, a nice guy, you know, probably humble and down to earth. So, we we can only judge by what we see 90 minutes on the pitch. So behind the scenes, maybe he wants to keep him around for another season or two. I don't know. Look, I'm not, like I said, I'm not his biggest fan, but obviously the club, from their perspective, it makes sense to them for one reason or not, which we, we you know, we don't know. So yeah. it is what it is, I suppose. I think it's... Uh... Case of maybe others being in the queue to go out before him, Collie, to be honest. Yeah, you can, you can see, uh, you know, obviously over the next year or two, players' contracts are coming to an end, etc. And, you know, players will go out the door. But, like, if he was looking for anything more than the two year contract, I, I personally would have a question mark over Joe. Oh, but, yeah. Um, anyway, so be it. Yeah. All right, boys. Thanks very much for today. Um, Hopefully, oh, listen, if we don't win against Rodham, I'm not coming on next week. <laughs> yeah, forget about it. I'm <laughs> just, just going to play with a P in one of the interviews. <laughs> <not gonna> come <laughs> on. All right, boys, listen, thanks very much for today. I'll talk to you next week. See you, Joe. Take care. See you, boys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees. <laughs>